This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. It is Thursday and welcome to the Thursday Bo Snurdly Rush Hour. If you'd like to be part of the program today, 800 848 W-A-B-C is the number to call, 800-848-9222. So much to discuss, my friends, so little time later. In this hour, my good friend, fellow broadcaster, Tammy Bruce, and I will have a chance to speak with each other. A lot going on in Washington, D.C. yesterday. If you followed the news, you saw the chaotic finish to the censure vote on Representative Adam Schiff accused. Well, it's not just an accusation. I mean, he misled the American people on so many aspects of this Trump-Russia collusion hoax. There was, there was other things going on. One of the, oh, before I do any of that, the AP released a, a story in the last hour that basically said the people in that submarine are now presumed to be dead. And there was a story earlier on that a debris field had been found No one is saying that that debris field yet is from the submarine. The AP says the company leading the Titan submersible trip says the five missing crew members are believed to be dead. Ocean Gate Expeditions on Thursday said its pilot and chief executive Stockton Rush, along with passengers, have sadly been lost. They did not provide details when the company announced the loss of life in the statement or how officials knew that the crew members perished. The vessel's 96-hour oxygen supply likely ended earlier today. And, you know, I was hoping for a fairy tale kind of finish to this, especially when we heard that there had been sounds detected that that could have been, many of us, I guess, thought 
as soon as you said sounds detective, someone maybe banging on the hull of a ship and it was picked up. And then with all the equipment that was being rushed over, I was kind of hoping that even though earlier news reports gave these people a 1% chance, that we would be treated to a 1% fairy tale ending that miraculously they would be found alive and somehow against all odds brought back up to the surface of the earth. And I guess that just didn't happen. You know, so often in life, so often the fairy tales just don't happen. They don't come true. And we have to deal with what is instead of what we want it to be. So, of course, the prayers and sympathies go out to the family members of those who were lost. There was a horrid story put out there by, uh, I think it was the New Republic yesterday that uh, they, uh, people took a lot of grief over, were upset over. It's like, oh, these, one of these guys was a big Republican donor. Here's how much he gave to Republicans. This is almost as if, I guess, people got the impression that, oh, he's a Republican donor. Good for him. He deserves to die, I guess, was the way people were interpreting that kind of story. Of course, I don't know whether that was their intent or not. I don't know what the intent is in people, but of people in certain situations. But tragic nonetheless. This is such a big tragedy. I wonder in days to come, are we going to learn of exactly what happened? And were, as several news stories seem to indicate, were corners being cut and not only the building of this submersible but the way uh submersible but the way it was operated so we'll see now i i want to talk today about political malfeasance political malpractice so yesterday in congress we get the second bite of the apple over this character from California, Adam Schiff. And, of course, Democrats put on their usual show when he was being censured, shame, 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 and just, you know, standing up yelling and then surrounding him on the House floor. And so for five minutes, this stuff goes on, and it's stupid. Today, Adam Schiff is still a member of Congress. Today he's been censured. James Wood, the actor, we ran a story on the Daily BS earlier today about James Woods, his statement about Republicans being a bunch of grumpy old toothless people. Can't seem to do anything right, I guess. And I want to, you know, kind of take off of that to my own take of today because looking through the news, you have the Adam Schiff story going on, even though a censure, he's one of 25 people ever to be censured in the House of Representatives during our long history, as a, our short history as a country. But so what? He's still there. He had already been removed by Kevin McCarthy from the Intelligence Committee. 
So, I mean, okay, he's, cen- he's censured. Woohoo, big deal. Yesterday was also a big day for the Durham report. And today there are more stories about the IRS cover-up of information pertaining to the Hunter Biden investigation. But what are we, we talking about instead? What are Republicans in the political field talking about instead? They're talking about the fact that there was a cat fight on the House floor yesterday. That Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert got into it, and Marjorie called her a little biatch. And and Marjorie Taylor Greene confirmed it. She said the Daily Beast coverage, including the name calling that she had called her the little biatch, was impressively correct. And her frustration goes over these impeachment articles that Bobert recommended. Now if you look at the number of news stories that have come out about these articles of impeachment, therein to me lies the political malpractice. One story from Reuters, U.S. sidelines far-right Republican impeachment vote on Biden. U.S. House of Representatives, the U.S. House Republicans turned aside an attempt by hardline conservatives to force an impeachment vote against President Joe Biden in what could prove to be a series of impeachment efforts by members on the far right. Associated Press. House Republicans push off Biden impeachment, move for now, as hard right clamors for action. The Hill. Republicans punt on Boebert's efforts to impeach Biden. Daily BS via American Wire News. Republicans furious with Boebert for forcing Biden impeachment vote. Now, some of you, and I know this because we have a guy that calls here almost every day from Indiana with the message. Yeah, Joe Biden should be impeached. Joe Biden. The, we, we, the United States Constitution calls for Joe Biden to be impeached. And I'm going to disappoint some of you. I know that. This business of impeachment is political malpractice at its worst. Even if, ladies and gentlemen, even if 
Republicans were successful. And Miss Bobert got her way, and there was a vote, a successful vote, to impeach Joe Biden over what happens at our border on a daily basis. What good would it do? I'll tell you what good it would do. It would do good for the Democrats. Joe Biden's numbers are tanking. There are story after story after story if you read in the press every day about how the Democrats now fear a third-party candidate because a third-party candidate, be it RFK Jr. or be it Joe Manchin, who they are afraid to death will run, or be it another Democrat, would absolutely seal the fate of this administration and produce a Republican win. They are scared blankless. You can fill in the blank. They are scared blankless that Robert Kennedy or someone else is going to make way for the Republican victory in 2024. And the attack dogs on the Democrat side are already out trying to smear up Robert Kennedy's name, trying to do everything they can to prevent Joe Manchin from, and he's not even expressed interest yet, but to make sure that they try to dirty him up enough so that he wouldn't think of running. The best thing the Republicans could have at this moment is Joe Biden. Every single day, more dirt on Hunter comes out. Today, it was that he's a member of some elite sex club out in in California. And the guy that was the head of that sex club now has been apparently kicked out of it for letting everybody know that Hunter was part of the gang out there. Every day, there's more story on the corruption. IRS whistleblower says search warrants. Charges for Hunter Biden were blocked inside Department of Justice. Every day there's more story on the dirt and corruption that is Joe Biden. And so what are these genius Republicans like Miss Boebert doing? They're insisting that, number one, all of the messaging on Joe Biden come to A halt, because if there were an impeachment, that becomes the story. The impeachment will not be successful, but what will be successful is the Democrats using it to foster sympathy for Joe Biden. Ms. Boebert is not the Speaker of the House. Ms. Boebert is not in leadership. And I, for one, am getting pretty annoyed to see these stories every day with Miss Bobert and Ms. Green going at each other over who can impeach first 
when the entire idea of impeachment right now is political stupidity. They should leave the messaging of the party to the leadership. Not that I don't have my issues with the leadership. But I don't know, this little side play, look at me, look at me, I have impeachment articles, look at me, oh, you're a biatch, you stole the impeachment articles from me, you little biatch, oh, oh, you little biatch, I'm the first one that said impeachment, no, I was the first one, no, I'm not, you little biatch, this is what we get from Republicans, this is political stupidity. Every week, we get a story of this one's personal life and what she and her husband were doing or weren't doing or who she was banging or not banging. And every week, it's more nonsense. Just shut the... I got to go to a break. James Golden, Boast Nerdly. WABC, 800-848-WABC, Coldplay, their first number one. You little biatch! Is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, I said that, uh, I said that, uh, Blurt, you know, the, uh, Coldplay. It was their first one. Viva La Vida. It was the first UK number one. This was, well, and this is one of my favorite Coldplay. Clocks on WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, my good friend Tammy Bruce is going to be here soon. I love this song. The first time I heard this, I thought, do you know who I thought it was? The singing style. Who do you, whose singing style does this remind you of? You too? The first time I, I heard it, I thought this might be, I was like, this guy sounds a little like Sting to me. Until I got to this part. I feel a little bit more Radiohead vibes. Radiohead? Okay. For some reason, just reminded me of Sting. Okay, you know what? One of the things that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said, and I had to laugh, and I'm not going to tell you why I laughed, but maybe you'll get it. When I read this, when she was defending calling uh, uh, Bobert a little biatch, she said that she's been defending Bobert when she was attacked, that she, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Bobert, have virtually the same voting record. We're both members of the House Freedom Caucus. We should be natural allies, Marjorie Taylor Greene said. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene said this. 
But for some reason, she has a great skill and talent for making people here not like her. And so it's her issue. Really? Okay. <sighs> then again, as I said, you'll find a story at the, J- at the uh, Daily BS. James Wood says Republicans are nothing but grumpy, toothless whiners. It's a sad, sorry end to the noble experiment that was America. <sighs> There's a lot of unhappiness right now going on in the Republican caucus. Again, I just think all this talk about impeachment is so, it's just politically so ridiculous. You've got a Democrat, you couldn't even get 22 Republicans in the House to go along with giving Adam Schiff a much more stiff and harsh penalty other than a censure. And you're going to talk about impeaching Biden? Are you serious? It's just ridiculous. William Hurd, the former Republican in the House, opened up his presidential. Yeah, he jumped in the race by calling Donald Trump a lawless, selfish, failed politician. Now, William Hurd happens to be another African-American, this one a former congressman. So I just want you to know who's running for Republicans. Can't keep up with them all now. There's so many in the race. We've got Vivek, who is a person of color. We've got Tim Scott, who is a person of color. We've got the mayor of uh, Miami, who is considered a, quote-unquote, minority Hispanic. We've got Nikki Haley, another, quote-unquote, minority of Indian descent. And we've got all these people of color. This is the most diverse, if you just go by color and people of color, this is one of the most diverse fields ever to run for the presidency of the United States of America. And do you see anywhere in the mainstream press, do you see anybody with the pictures of, wow, look at this diverse field? We've been saying for years that the Republicans are just the party of the white guys. And we were wrong about this. You Do you see those stories anywhere? Nope. They might as well be all 80 white guy Bidens. You don't see that anywhere. But of course, media bias, media double standards, what is new about that? Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. Instead, though, we're supposed to be focused on impeaching the president and the little cat fights that go on in the halls of Congress. It's actually pretty sickening. 
And Republicans, by the way, are not making the case themselves of the rich diversity, the rich inclusion in the presidential field. Not at all. 800-848-WABC, that's the number, 800-848-WABC. When we get back, we're expecting the one and only Tammy Bruce to join us. You know who this is. Robin Thicke. On this day, 2013, Robin Thicke started a 13-week number one run with this one, Blurred Lines, right out of the Let's Imitate Marvin handbook. But you got to admit, if you're going to rip off somebody's kind of groove, this is a really good job of it. WABC Talk Radio 77, Golden. Snurdly with you here. And we're coming back right after this. Don't go away. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Today, June 22nd, 1969, the American singer and actress Judy Garland passed away, age 47, barbiturate overdose. She was found on the floor of her home, which was rented in Chelsea, London. Gone but never forgotten with this beautiful standard. Over the rainbow. With us right now, my friend, fellow broadcaster, just an amazing human being, Tammy Bruce. Tammy, how are you? I am good. And, you know, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking when you bring up Judy Garland and a great memorial there you just did. First, you know, when you're a kid, you think 47 is so old. 
but now we know that oh. it's nothing. That that's like a, a, right. that's so young. And what a lot of people don't know is that for both, well, for most of the kids uh, for the, in the studio system for her generation, including Mickey Rooney, but especially her, that they started them on barbiturates when they were minors to keep them working. What? And so, yeah. And so when we think what? about her barbiturate and alcohol addictions, uh, they were giving them uppers and downers to keep them going. Uh, it's, 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 you know, the, the kind of thing that you don't think about, but that was, you know, that's been written about and, and discussed as obviously one of the many horrible things for kids uh, when it comes to work and all of that. But of course, we're now in the 21st century where children are still being targeted uh, by malevolent adults. And we've always got a lot of work to do, don't we? We do. And part of that targeting, Tammy, look, in Olympia, Washington, they're in a blue dist, a blue state. They have their Pride uh, Month. And I, I know problem people, you want to celebrate Pride, celebrate it. Some of the parents, though, object to some of the, the lessons that are being taught their children. Mm -hmm. And in Olympia, Washington, they're telling the parents to get lost. There's no opt-out process. <laughs> you will, if you're a kid, take these courses. And I don't care whether your parents like it or not. Don't care whether you like it or not. You're going to learn what we want you to learn because we are the ones in charge of the schools. And this includes yeah, well, uh, making sure that the kids have to learn uh, pride-themed songs, books mm -hmm. with transgender characters, gender-neutral pronouns, and all the rest of it. But the parents are just, oh, yeah. shut up and stay out of it. Yeah, it's it's typical. It's what we've been dealing with. You know, they, I would guess that Seattle or, or even the state of Washington should take a lesson from San Francisco, uh, which the most liberal people in the country booted half of their school board because they were not being listened to. And be, and what we saw in Virginia on the other side of the country, right? Glenn Youngkin gets elected because parents were being uh, insulted and rejected. Uh, you've got the Biden DOJ targeting parents who dare to step up uh, and speak about wanting. Obviously, it's their tax dollars. These are people we've hired to teach our children that a public education should be an education, not an indoctrination. And yet every step we take and we see that from the federal government is a signal, I think, to local governments and local school boards that parents are the problem. And of course, this is a fight. It's not a statement that we have to accept. In fact, it's a challenge. And uh, I like seeing parents. And this is this is the test, James. This is a test of the left's goal uh, to cleave children from their parents. We've seen this historically in every nation, uh, every totalitarian nation, from Romania to Cambodia to fascist Germany and Italy. Uh, it, it, where children are removed from their parents and raised by the state. And it's because uh, they know that unless you're indoctrinated, fascism and totalitarianism is just kind of, you know, crushes the human spirit and you've got to brainwash people into it. Uh, and the only way you're going to do that is if you've got control of children from the start. So these are issues that are new. It's not, it's, it's weird. I mean, this is not something we dealt with. I didn't, I didn't even know my, my teacher's first names. I didn't know. I knew if they were married, if they went by Mrs. 
but you, you did not know what your parent was, do, what your teacher was doing. And that was exactly how it should have been. So these are challenges to parents. These are not orders. Uh, these are bullies who are saying, you know, kind of poking you in the eye. And it's a matter of having the courage to realize that you're not a bigot if you want to be the moral arbiter of your own children. Uh, and that, yeah, I think for the gay community, uh, because this is not, if you're a liberal, generally liberals don't like this either. Look again at San Francisco. Is you've, I think with Pride Month, I think it really needs to be shifting into self-respect month. And that we're at a wow. point now where we, you know, Americans know us. We've worked for decades to be recognized as the normal, regular loved ones and neighbors and coworkers that we are. And now you've got marginalized extremists hijacking the movement, uh, you know, dressing as the, the, the nuns or as clowns and going after children and, you know, doing all kinds of weird stuff that has nothing to do with homosexuality. It has nothing to do with transgenderism. Targeting children is something that has nothing to do with that. And yet it is now being used. The, the gay rights movement, Pride Month, et cetera, is being used by those who do not have anyone's best interest in, in mind. And the gay community specifically should be standing up and arguing. We've gotten to the point, OK, you know, be happy with who you are. That's like the American anthem. But now let's start having some self-respect. And start demanding respect from those who argue that they're within this community. That's where we have to go now, because otherwise everything is going to be lost. Tammy, I, if I could wave the proverbial magic wand, it would be kind of one of those Rodney King kind of wishes. Mm-hmm. Can't we all just freaking get along? Can't we just stop this madness? I don't care who you love. That's up to you. That's your business. I don't care who you go to sleep with as long as they're consenting adults and you're not doing anything illegal. Don't make it my business. I don't care. You shouldn't care who I love if if it comes to that. We should all actually be trying to love each other and put all these. I'm, I get to the point. I don't know whether you do or not. I get so sick of it. I get so sick of this continued divisiveness, this continued racial hostility that 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 the that the the media and their allies in these political uh, 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 ideologies continue to 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 foam up to make people to bring out the visions in people. I get sick of yeah. hearing these divisive things that are happening to separate people. I want to believe, I don't know whether you believe this or, or not, Tammy, but I do believe it. I believe most Americans, most, the overwhelming majority of Americans mm-hmm. do not hate gay people. They don't hate black people. They don't hate anybody. They just want to be left alone but to mind know, their own it, business and have a good life. And you are correct. And that is exactly our crime. That's the crime is the success we've had at embracing minority communities, uh, getting to know them, understanding the birth defect, as Susan Rice put it for this country, when it comes to who we were and who we've become and the constant work 
that it takes to like practicing medicine to become and be an American. But that's the problem for, for left wing social justice groups when you've got to raise money. When there are no divisions and when America elects a black president and when Americans are okay and good with gay marriage, it's like, what do you do now? Because their their fundraising and the identity that they've that they've relied on for several generations is victimhood. So you're you're correct. We have made terrific progress. And that is why after the election of a black president, we suddenly grown into riots in the street about the condition of black lives in this country that even after with gay marriage and America's good and we're all, you know, working together. I'm not saying there isn't racism and sexism and homophobia. Lord knows those exist, but my goodness, we've made progress. We've made tremendous progress. And there's a point where, if you'll recall, the transgender issue seemed to come out of nowhere and it came up yep. after gay marriage was approved. So that issue was done, and they needed another issue at the expense of the transgender community, which is small, but every American deserves respect as they make decisions as adults. And this turning to children uh, is a remarkable step in that it is really one of the ultimate goals, as I mentioned at the start, of all totalitarian movements uh, is that children become the target. And if Americans are trained to give up their children, then everything else is lost. That is the ultimate, you know, you know, ground when it comes to what we stand up for. And nobody wins in this fight because everybody, whether if they're a sexual minority, if they're a racial minority, we all lose when this country gets on her knees. This is the best country on God's green earth. And these are malevolent, marginalized bad guys. They're bullies and thugs. And they've managed to get particular positions in companies and in media, and they use that. But as we've seen with poll after poll, Americans are not buying it. Uh, They, you know, they want women's teams in sports to be biological women, and you can have catch-all groups for everyone else who identifies differently. I'm very proud of the American public with the recent polls showing that we have not been frightened into uh, surrendering uh, to these thugs. Tammy, I have to leave it there. I'm going to tell you, I love you so. I love you so much, Tammy. You are an inspiration to me not just as the wonderful human being you are, but the great broadcaster that you are thank and you. have always been. Thank you. When you make Tammy, it easy, thank you, dear. <laughs> Tammy Bruce, ladies and gentlemen, James mm-hmm. Golden, a.k.a. Snowley, we're coming back right after this. I saw you last night. You held my hand so tight. When you stopped. June 22nd, 1980, Don McClain. Number one with Ray, Roy Orbison's song you know the song you crying this is Don McLean that I didn't cry we'll be right back This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network 
June 22nd. Ladies and gentlemen, now I'm going to do a song taken from my album, The Jazz Soul of Little Stevie. 1968. Let's get to the telephones. Kevin in Branchville, New Jersey. You're on WABC. How are you? Yes, sir. What's on your mind, Kevin? How are you? All right, sir. How are you? Good. Okay. I wanted to ask, uh, they regulate air airlines, and you need a boat license, you need a car license, a registration that your car is good enough to drive. What do they regulate for a submarine to go down that far? Now, Kevin, this is a great question, and I wish I could tell you, and I could try to fake my way through it, but I'm going to tell you, I don't know. I don't know. And you raise a great question, so you know what? We're going to have to find out. Because I have no idea who regulates the submersibles and how that happens. But it's a wonderful question. Thank you, Kevin. Joe in Jericho, you're on WABC. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good, Bo. This is Joe. Quick uh, rapid fire. 
the first um, design of submarine was a Leonardo da Vinci, 600 years, seven, 800 years ago. And mm -hmm. um, there was a trad day, actually, uh, an Italian submarine crew rescued a uh, British submarine crew in 1936, and it was actually filmed inside the submarine, the whole rescue. Now, they did that near 90 years ago. Why couldn't they do that today? As, this, as an American Marine who's been in submarines, it's voluntary duty, Bo, because you, have, you could be underground for six months self-contained. And why they would go down in that flimsy little thing, to go down and look in an area where people died, and they ended up dying, God rest their souls, with everything to live for, the billionaire and his son, it just doesn't make sense. And pay a quarter of a million dollars, which most honest people can never earn in a lifetime, take home pay. It just didn't make sense that in all our technology that we could not rescue them. But I'm more wow. concerned with the 13,000 American veteran suicides every year, one every hour. God forgive them. I got it, Joe. Thank you. I so appreciate the call. Quickly, you got to go quick. Clarence in Queens, quickly, tell us your point. Yeah, hi. My point is that the reason why they don't want to impeach Joe Biden is because they're afraid of Camilla Harris. They just don't want to have that woman go up against any other candidate. That's I don't blame you. Thank you. Now, that's not the reason, but it is Kamala. Anyway, we're at the end for today. God willing, back tomorrow at 4 o'clock. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your family and loved ones. Love and gratitude for you being here today. Tomorrow's another day. Until then, bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.